Hey everyone, and welcome back to our Bible study, Ephesians and Coffee, where we are traveling through the book of Ephesians together, and we're sharing a cup of coffee. Today, I am drinking out of a mug that my daughter made me for Father's Day. Um, if you can't tell, I love mugs, and I have lots of them from all over the place, but I have a few that are extremely special to me, and this is one of them. Um, I will always keep this because she's five years old, and she worked really hard on this mug, and I thought she did a really good job. Uh, so yeah, this mug's really special to me, and today I'm drinking a Dunkin' Blend coffee. And if you're drinking coffee this evening, share with us a picture of your mug and let us know what coffee you're drinking. Uh, but let's go ahead and get started for the lesson. Today we are in chapter 6 of our Max Licato book, and we're continuing in chapter 3 of Ephesians. So if you have your Bibles ready, read along with me in Ephesians chapter 3, beginning with verse 14. And this is what it says. For this reason... I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all of the fullness of God. May he bless the reading of his word. There are two uh, very distinct dates that I will always remember. These two dates will forever be imprinted on my heart. And the first is April 5th, and the second is December 17th. April 5th is my wedding anniversary. That was the day that I married my high school sweetheart. And December 17th is my daughter's birthday. That is the day that I first held my beautiful little girl. And it was on those two days that I learned what true love was. Love in its purest form is unconditional. And truthfully, love in its purest form is overwhelming. Our book says you can't see love. You can't touch it. But it is nevertheless a powerful force. You see, when I experienced the love from and for my wife and daughter, my whole life changed. My whole world changed. Love is a force that can move mountains. Think about the times in your life that you have been truly loved. How would you describe that? When, when was the last time that you were truly amazed by someone's love for you? How would you describe that experience? Going back to the passage of Scripture, Paul talks about a love that is beyond comprehension. Our book explains that among the, the personal traits that Paul reveals in his letter, one stands out clearly, and that is he was always praying. Paul began this letter with prayer, and now as he concludes the teaching portion of his message, he prays for the Ephesians. And where earlier in the letter he praised the believers for their love that they showed for one another, here he describes the incredible love that Christ has for them. A love that is so wide, long, high, and deep that it is impossible for humans to grasp. Friends and family, I want you to hear me. Jesus Christ, our Savior, left his heavenly home to come and live among us, to walk on our dirty streets and to feel pain as we feel. Why did he do that? Well, it's one word, love. Ephesians chapter 5 says, observe how Christ loved us. You see, he didn't love us in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. How amazing is that? Max Licato said, 
Your goodness, he's talking about us here. He says, your goodness can't win God's love, nor can your badness lose it. But he says this, you can resist it. And if we're being honest, we have a tendency to do so, right? I have a cat. I mean, my family have a cat named Callie. Now, Callie is this beautiful, long-haired cat, and she's as pretty as she can be, and she knows it. My cat has an attitude. And for those of you who own cats, you know what I'm talking about. Now, Callie loves my wife and daughter, but being the father of the family, I'm the one who feeds her, I'm the one that waters her, and I am the one that changes her litter box. And I, I, I just guess it's part of being a dad, but, but I take care of this animal. And I, and I always take care of her, and I always try to show her love. But when I go to hold her, she always pulls away from me, and she goes and sits with my wife. Regardless of what I do for that cat, she never wants me. And it breaks my heart because I love that cat. But every time I try to show her affection, she pulls away from me, and she goes either to my wife or her daughter. However, I'm going to continue to feed her. I'm going to continue to water her. And grossly, I'm going to continue to change her litter box, even if she'll never want me. But the truth is, a lot of us are like that cat, right? You see, God gave us everything, and he continues to pour into our lives, and he continues to take care of us, but we choose to live away from him. We choose to go somewhere else instead of spending time with God. It seems as if the more that he draws us closer, the more that we pull away. But hear me. I need you to hear me about Jesus' love. He loves us with an unearthly love, meaning his love will always be there. Regardless of how many times we pull away from him, regardless of how many times we, we decide to go somewhere else, he will always love us. That's the amazing part about his love. You can't win it and you can't lose it. It is always there for us. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 18 and 19 from the Message Bible, it says, Take in with all the Christians the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. Reach out and experience the bread of it. Take its length, plumb its depths, rise to the heights, live full lives, full in the fullness of God. And I love what Max Licato says in our books. He says, others demote you, God claims you. Oh, church, listen, we can't force people to believe that God loves them. And they can't stop us from loving them. The underlying power of Paul's words to the Ephesian believers came from the convincing power of the Holy Spirit and from the compassionate power of his commitment to them. God's love has a width, length, height, and depth, but we will never be able to reach the end of it. Now, our capacity to give it is strained, but the picture of having Christ dwell in us by faith presents us with a compelling and comforting possibilities. What Christ does in us and through us will always be exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think. His love for us goes beyond comprehension. And so here's what I want you to do. I want you to take a few minutes and I want you to answer this question. How can you build your life on that love and share it with others? Take just a few minutes and answer that question. Let's pray together. We're not perfect, Father, but we are yours. We claim your salvation and your grace. We ask 
you to make us every day into the image of Jesus Christ. Help us to walk this earth in love as he did. We are amazed at such mercy that forgives us time and again. Thank you. Amen. Friends and family, I love you all. I hope you have a blessed week, and I will see you on Sunday. God bless.